Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A seven nation army couldn't hold me back. Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. Taking and now, stand up and make some noise for your host. Joel Jacob. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. As always, I'm joined by my guy, Kay, and we had Alex with us for a quick second. Hopefully, he can pull up real soon. Um, but we got a very special episode of Heat vs. the World for you guys. We are officially in All-Star Weekend, and I'm feeling good, man, because I got something these last two games that I've been saying I've been wanting for quite some time, and that is some statement wins, bro. Like, let's kind of get into this, because we go into Milwaukee, and we stomp on their necks, Kay. We stomp on their necks, and we stomp them like they some ugly roaches, bro. I was feeling so good after that game. And some people are going to say, oh, well, you know, Milwaukee, they was coming off of a back-to-back against Denver. I don't care because y'all don't let another team like that, especially when they missing their star player, come into y'all home court like that and do y'all this type of dirty, bro. Bam was looking real good. This dude went and dunked on Giannis, bro. It might as well be a rite of passage for this team because we saw Jimmy do something similar to that man back when he dropped 56 on their heads last year. And now um, Bam joining in on this too. So I'm real happy about that. I feel bad for Dame, though. My condolences to him because you can tell he don't want to be in that hellhole of a city. I I, I understand, man. We going to get you through that, all right? Like, my prayers are always going to be with you, bro. 
But, you know, yeah, pray pray for Dame, man. Uh, but, yeah, so that's all going on. Then you got the fact they're dealing with Doc Rivers and all that other nonsense. And, by the way, they lost to Memphis last night, just to bring that up, too. So it's been kind of an interesting development going on over there. And then this game against Philly, man, and people going to talk about Joel Embiid was out, blah, blah, blah. We were out Jimmy, Terry Rozier, and Josh Richardson, all right? I don't want to hear it with that either. We went in there and we handled business, even when they still had an all-star on their team like Tyrese Maxey. And I do got to say, bro, the performances I've seen these past couple of games have been great, especially from my guy, Duncan Robinson. And I need to say this on the pod right now because I've been tweeting it throughout these past couple of days. He needs to be in the starting lineup. Okay, and we might get into it in this pod, you know, but I won't quickly mention who he should replace in the lineup. If y'all seen the past few episodes, y'all probably have an idea who, but put him in the starting lineup. I don't know why we still haven't had this legit convo, but whenever we talk about this on the pod, everyone want to be like, oh, well, you know what? Nah, man, we can't do that. The team, the team is supposed to have a certain someone in the starting lineup instead when really we just be bowling out when Duncan is our starting shooting guard. All right. The rest of the starting lineup though, y'all can go ahead and talk that other stuff out, but Duncan Robinson needs to be very soon. A regular face. We see in that starting five graphic whenever the Miami heat posts that starting lineup, but I've been talking too much now. Kay, I want to know how you feel now that we got the statement wins, bro. I'm so emotional right now. We actually got some statement wins. It's all good, man. I mean, I understand. I, I just pretty much would echo everything that you said um, from being able to, you know, get wins against the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee, um, of all things. You know what I mean? And E. Reed noted it, you know, for most of the end of that game, how <laughs> – a lot of empty Bucks fans, a lot of empty seats were there to witness the Miami Heat continue to pile on a Bucks team that, you know, they had pretty much beat from wire to wire. Um, when you look at that game, Bam with a triple-double, finishing with 16, 12, and 11. Um, you look at other key contributions from a guy like Jovic, Nikola, Frico, Nico, 24, seven rebounds, three dimes. Duncan, of course, as you mentioned, giving you 23, five, and three. Tyler Hero giving you a nice, efficient um efficient s you know seven of 16 um three of eight from the field it isn't quite 50 percent but near 40 um on some occasions and you like his decision making that's why i said an efficient s not quite efficient but efficient in the way it looked and worked for his team um and i'll point to a stat that i don't like but everybody seems to want to mention everybody's plus minus was all of the starters plus minus was a plus um, you look at Tyler Hero, a plus 15 at night, which just speaks to the decision-making. I never say the numbers are the end-all, be-all, because I'm not going to sit here and act like I use them when they work for me and when they don't. I'm just speaking towards the fact that they do point to a certain level of efficiency, even though they won't always specifically tell the story that some will make them tell. So just looking at everybody performing, and like I said, especially that guy you mentioned, Duncan Robinson, who's been on a tear as of the last couple of games, something that I mean, us here, you know, the Heat versus, you know, World Network, um, me specifically, I'm just going to toot my own horn, um, pat myself on the back, um, congratulate me. Um, I think I've been calling for this for about a year and a half, two years now. And my thing was you could see Duncan Robinson evolving. Um, yeah, he did have that poor, like the worst shooting season 
ever, it seems like two years ago for him, especially after he got the deal. Um, shoot a shoot, man, and you can see his game growing. I feel like he just needed this opportunity of a heavy dose of minutes. And this year is the year we were able to see him get those minutes again because um, over the last couple of seasons, Max Struess has been standing in his way, who I couldn't for the life of me figure out why his rope was as long as it was. And it isn't mm-hmm. because he's not a good player and I was mad about his rope per se. I was always looking at it relative to the rope that Duncan Robinson got because what I was saying to myself was for as good as Max is, love what he did. I'm glad that he's found a way to contribute in a good way, earn that money that he's getting out in Cleveland. At his peak, Max Struess ain't Duncan Robinson. It's, exactly. it's, it's not. One, you know, he they do it different ways, um, but it's not just about the shots made or them hitting the shots. It's about how they do it and how that impacts the team. Um, and I think what you're seeing now play out before your very eyes is regardless of who's on the floor, whether that be, you know, your best player, a guy that's probably your third best player at this point, um, and a key guy like Josh Richardson, who's been trending upward, I mean upward, ever so upward over the last couple of weeks for this Miami Heat team, honestly getting back to levels um, unseen since he actually left Miami the last time. Um, I mean, without those guys, but still being able to produce enough because your scheme and your team thing is working, which is ball and man movement, which is all predicated off of Bam at that high post, the three-point line area, being able to like stand still and probe, but then Duncan Robinson being able to manipulate and bend defenses off of that. I mean, you're just looking at a situation that has been beautiful to watch. And as you mentioned, if you can't continue to find some sort of consistent version of that, um, then I, frankly, man, and you know, I, I don't know what the hell to tell you. And that does probably mean keeping Duncan Robinson in the starting lineup. Exactly. And <clears throat> I mean, you know, before um, we got on the show, we talked about certain points that, you know, this team could try to address as we get into the second half of the season. And we'll talk about, you know, what type of predictions um, we have in mind for the Heat in a later episode before a all-star break ends. But I do want to know, though, so if we put Duncan in the starting five, obviously someone's going to have to come out. <laughs> I mean, we can't have a starting six. I ain't heard nothing about a starting yeah. six yet. So <laughs> who, who, who would your starting five be, Ken? I mean, it's pretty apparent. Um, you take Tyler Hero out. I mean, and that's because, like, you still allow him. And see, I actually haven't pointed to this particular thing yet, but think about it. If you look at what Tyler Hero has done with this lineup, and I spoke to, like, the efficient-esque way that he's playing or whatnot, the thing you're seeing him do is the thing he could do with anybody. Like he's not doing that because of who he's playing with. That's just him giving the ball up. Well, if you put him in a situation with all those super role players or got, and I'm going to go ahead and use this to kind of like segue and bridge two topics, including a guy like DeLon right now. So take some more defensive pressure off him in that second unit. Um, and, take some pressure off him from a ball handling perspective or somebody to help him be a relief valve, release valve when he need to just work off ball in that second unit, he can continue to be that distributor, but at a higher volume scoring clip because you're ultimately the guy outright in that second unit. Whereas in that first unit, 
even if it's just Bam, like you want him equally distributing the touches with Bam. Um, and if Duncan Robinson is in there and shooting like he's shooting hell, you probably want Duncan getting more looks than both of them. Um, so it's just he could do that with either unit. And that's kind of that thing I've been speaking to us the whole while. If he plays the way he wants to play anyway, he could do that with the second unit. But if mm-hmm. he's going to play like this, this way would especially work with that second unit because you basically have two starting units. I mean, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the thing for the Heat because we know what Tyler's capable of doing. And I mean, I saw someone try to bring this example up um, earlier today, and this might be um, an ideal one. And I know people will look at it and try to laugh at it because these are two players in two different situations right now. But, you know, people are looking at this Clay Thompson situation with Golden State because to those who don't know, he ended up um, getting benched in last night's game against Utah. It was the first time since his rookie season back in 2012 he was coming off the bench. And the dude had an awesome game. Like, he had 35 points and everything. And it's because it's so much different when you're coming off of the bench, you know, with that second unit and going against, you know, I, I mean, what's it called? The second unit of the other squad compared to, you know, having to be a starter and potentially having to be in a role where maybe things aren't going to flourish the same compared to, you know, being in that second unit lineup. And it worked. Perfectly. And not to, and not to cut you off or let you get too far away. It's an important point before you continue. He just started against that second unit. Clay mm-hmm. Thompson still played a lot of minutes. So inevitably he was still playing a lot with the starters, still playing key minutes. He just started the game against second unit players. Exactly. This was the same thing with 2022, Tyler. I mean, if we want to take it a step further, like he was still getting great minutes with the Heat. You know what I'm saying? He was the sixth man in everything. But yet, if you looked at his minutes, it's not like you would say, oh, well, he's clearly a bench player. You know, they barely play him. He was still getting the same minutes. And I think that's when the whole, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, of Infatuation came when, putting Tyler in the starting lineup because it's like, oh, well, if Tyler's doing this on the bench, then he must do more coming in the starting lineup when the truth was he was just a starter coming off the bench, as you said, this whole time. So the way how this Clay Thompson... I guess that is the only way you can have six starters when you are brilliant like Spo and can work it like that. To answer a question from earlier when you (laughs) mentioned pulling somebody out of the starting lineup. Exactly. So, and I think it also goes back to if Spo can have this talk with um, Tyler Hero, because some people are worried that this is above Spo at this point to even have this talk. I think Pat Riley trusts Spo enough to have this type of convo, because I love to talk about these types of things with other people on Twitter. And, you know, I was talking about this with um, Lola the other day. Shout outs to her. Hopefully we can get her on the pod again real soon. Um, we were talking about this and she mentioned maybe the fear with the Heat is that, you know, if you think about trading him at some point in the future, and obviously we're not going to get into that trade combos because, you know, we're past the deadline and we got a championship to win. But, you know, she mentioned, like, if you put Tyler in the bench, does that hurt his um, trade value? And my thing with that is at the end of the day, we're not benching Tyler because we think he's a scrub. We're not benching Tyler because, oh, you know, he's just a terrible player. We're benching him because something you've mentioned so many times, Kay, 
him and Jimmy operate in the same space, and it puts us in a situation where you have to make a decision to bench one of those guys in order for this team to play better. Who are you going to bench? The guy that turns into a complete beast come playoff time? Are you going to bench him? Or are you going to bench Tyler Hero instead? You know, it kind of speaks So Tyler itself. Hero isn't the guy that turns into a complete beast at playoff time? I thought Tyler was the guy. Maybe I'm sorry, my bad. Well, hey, you know what? Now that the guy I mean, I'm, clamping I'm, him up no. a couple of seasons ago, he, now that he doesn't have to worry about DeLon Wright clamping him up again, Hopefully we can see. See now, now, now you poo pooing on Tyler. See, you took that opportunity. I'm you sorry, took that opportunity to you squat have asked me that on question. Tyler's name. Wow. You should wow. not that Hey, you shouldn't have asked me that because <laughs> don't blame me. I hey, you threw the lob at me like that, bro. Was I supposed to ignore it? <laughs> That's my fault, man. So it's my fault yeah. for being my fault for being a good member of the panel. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse um, me. Excuse yeah, me for man. trying to bring some value to the situation. Because you you can't do this to me, bro. Because you know it's too tempting for me every now and then, bro. You can't. But shout outs to Tyler, though. Great person, great family man. You know, shout outs to him. Um, all love from Heat vs. the World. As a Cowboys fan. You sound like everybody that's about to rip Dak Prescott to smithereens. Like, before <laughs> they rip him to smithereens, they'd be like, look, great guy. I mean, just a wonderful human be being. Accept accountability. I mean, from to a man, just a great man. But this yeah. is about talking about a man. You know, and I guess I got my little Stephen A. <laughs> on the end there. But this is about him as a, as a quarterback. Anyway, um, that's how you sound. Talking about Tyler Hero. <laughs> First thing. Second thing, I got to put it out there. I've always stood on this. What you said is 100% true, Joel. You know, that's also been my take for like the last two years. Even it it, it, it ties together with the Duncan starting thing. Um, The last one, you know, season and a half, two seasons-ish, you know, give or take. Right. Um, You know, I was firmly there for the last season and a quarter. But for I've been thinking about it, you know, mentioned it for like the last, well, maybe Duncan should be wise at least for like the last, you know, season and a half, two seasons. But the whole Jimmy and Tyler operating in the same spaces thing, um, it, it it takes you to a point where people think that because you're saying move Tyler out of the starting lineup, you're poo-pooing Tyler. And right. I'm just trying to make sure I'm saying it right because I, you know, I can I say this to you all the time, but I say it with cuss words. Right. We're trying to, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we're not saying that, as you said, and I'm just reiterating everything you said to make it clear. I'm not saying anything new or profound. I just gotta be slow when I say it because as I've just said, and Joe know, I cuss. But it's like what we're saying is we love his game. Mm -hmm. We just needed to work at the same time. That the rest of the team's game is working. Exactly. And there's a lot of times when that's when it's just not. And sometimes in order to do that, you got to move a guy. And you can't be afraid of what his ego gonna do. Um, and I and I'm not saying that they can't do it. I, and I think I said all that to say, I don't want to trade Tyler. I want Tyler to stay around. Cause I mm -hmm. think that once Jimmy's done, 
Jimmy not forever. Now, I still think he can give us two or three or more of these years or whatever. That's neither here nor there. That's something to also talk about later. But after that, it's Tyler Hero. It's Bam. It's Nikola Ova. Just Hamiakes. It's, it's Dish. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. I mean, we just got to figure out how to win a title now because we can. And then we can still win titles later because you should be able to. Because Tyler Hero is good enough to be a big part of a title-winning team. It's just that when you think about this team, his best role for us right now is probably the same role as Malik Monk. Right. You come off the bench and get buckets and then play the heavy dose of minutes. Like, you're going to play a stars allotment of minutes. You're just going to start off doing it, as as you said, Joe, like Clay Thompson now, like Malik Monk. Exactly. Or like you or like him in the 2020-21 season. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing because you know it's kind of like a puzzle, bro. I think that's the only type of analogy I can come up with where you know the pieces look good, but like at the end of the day, it's all gotta match. You know what I'm saying? Because you could put if you feel like one piece work here, but the other piece you want to put next to it because you think it look good together. Yeah, it might click together, but it makes the whole puzzle kind of off, bro. And when people look at it, they know that whatever the puzzle is supposed to be of whatever picture was supposed to be made through putting those pieces together, it's not going to look right because you like this one piece more than the other. So you went and put it here and this other one there. So now it's all kind of out of place. You know, in order for things to look right, you got to be able to put things where it needs to be in order for it all to come together. And right now, this Miami Heat team, they are a puzzle. So now you got to figure out where do you put this Tyler piece and where do you put this other pieces together in order for everything to come out right. And that's where him coming on the bench comes from. You know, you could try to put him in the starting lineup, have him belong in this part of the puzzle, but then everything else doesn't look right. Things still look a little off. So you put him on the bench, you know, What's it called? Click him with a DeLon right. Click him with that second unit and click everything else together. And then boom, you got a nice, beautiful looking picture of a Larry O'Brien trophy. And it's it's going to look beautiful when you see it. You might cry a little bit because, you know, it's your first time watching Jimmy complete that puzzle. But yeah. So aside from that, um, Alex, we were just um chirping on this whole thing right now with the rotation because Duncan's been hooping like crazy. And he does not deserve to continue being on the bench because the dude plays out of his mind when he's in the starting lineup. But people want to act surprised when he's placed on the bench. So we've been talking about who should be out of the starting lineup if you put Duncan in. And so far, me and Kay have been agreeing on the idea that it should be a guy like Tyler. Is there any comments from your end on that? Um, What's up, y'all? I had a situation pop up, so that's why I was late. But... um. <laughs> But, yeah, so if anybody has listened to our past pods, they know exactly where I stand on this. And I stand with y'all in regards to it needing to be Tyler, and that's literally the perfect role for him. Um, I heard Kay when I, come, when I came in here comparing it to being in that Malik Monk role. And basically, like, we've seen – Already, what, two seasons ago when we had the one seed, Tyler flourished as a six-man. He won six-man of the year. So, you he he were the best guy coming off the bench in the league, mm-hmm. averaging 20-plus points a game. Like, he's still going to get the same touches. 
you're still going to get the same opportunity to get up as many shots as you want. But I look at it as him being able to come off the bench in that space, that gives him an opportunity to go against reserves to find a rhythm against guys who he's probably better than. So find that rhythm. And then once it gets down to crunch time, now you're already in a groove and in a rhythm to play against the best guys who are going to be out there to end the basketball game. So I think for the benefit of the team, it should be Tyler. But for Tyler's ego, I think, honestly, coming back from All-Star break, I think they're going to try and keep Tyler in as um, – as one of the guards, I think they're going to try and keep Duncan in as one of the guards. And I think they're going to try and go to Terry Rozier since he's the new guy and be like, hey, you think you could possibly want to be six man? Which, I, like I said, I think is not the right thing to do. But I think that's what they're going to do to massage Tyler's ego. I've thought and- about this and not to go too deep because, as I said, I want to um, – I got a couple things going on, so I want to make sure we touch everything. But – I've thought about that. I don't think they would do that, yo. I think they would tell Terry, you're cool. Tyler, you're cool. Duncan would be the three and Jimmy would be the four. And I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either. Because, come on, bro. And not only that, but, like, we know Jimmy not even trying to play the four two. So, it's like, obviously, he'll do whatever the team needs from him. But, you know, I feel like it would just be wrong for us to try to put him in that type of position too. you know, just leave my guy Jimmy at the three and just stop trying to delay the inevitable. We've tried our very best to make this work. And, you know, we, we're having a good rotation right now. And, you know, we've been playing real good ever since Spo was able to put this together. But even then, like, we're talking about for the greater good of this team, and that's being able to make the sacrifices needed. Just simply coming off the bench is all we're asking for. Just for until Jimmy retires. Who knows when he will? Probably in a couple years by now, all right? Like, he's he's not going to be in the NBA for, like, 40 years like UD. He'll probably leave, you know, maybe after this contract expires in a couple seasons and then go open up a coffee shop or something. And then after that, Tyler can do whatever the heck he wants, assuming that we don't trade him for Donovan Mitchell after that. But with all of this being said, just simply <laughs> take one for the team, all right? You, you're you're going to get your rewards for making the sacrifices needed, all right? Whether if it's getting more minutes with us or getting to be a starter once Jimmy is gone or getting those types of opportunities in Cleveland, I don't know. But you will get those opportunities. You just got to be patient and let things slide for once. Let us go compete for that championship, and championship. you will be rewarded for it. All right. So, all of this said, man, is there anything else y'all try to hit on before we talk about this new signing from the Heat? All right. Let's get right into it. In case y'all ain't heard the news by now, um, about a couple—not even a couple hours, actually—just a little over an hour after we started recording, the news came out about the lawn, right? signing with the Miami Heat. Um, To those who think the name sounds familiar, the reason why is because none other than, um, I almost got the names mixed up, none other than, what's his name? Um, DeLon Wright, you had his brother who also played for the Heat as well in Darrell Wright. 
Um, to those who don't know, he was part of that 06 championship team. And we kind of keeping it going full circle with Darrell. DeLon Wright being on the heat, too. I'm sorry, y'all. Joe, get it right. Get it together. Jeez. So, anyways, man, like I said, bro, I'm sure Tyler might be a little relieved. Um, but also, all of that other stuff aside, we feel a good need with this. We got another ball handler on this team. Um, a guy who can play solid defense, in my opinion. Um, I've seen enough footage for me to understand that. And then also, you have the fact that he's six foot five, bro. I know a lot of people have been stressing the size for this team, and you got a point guard that is six foot five. Like that right there alone tells me everything I need to know, bro. I like this pickup from Miami. I think he's going to give a guy like Jalen Brown hell by the time the playoffs come around. And I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be watching every single second of it. So I just want to pass the mic to you guys. What do y'all think of this pickup? We'll start off with you, Kay. I mean, I love it, man. You mentioned the size of Six Five. He's a big guard. Um, really love the physicality perspective that he's going to be able to bring just out front of the Miami Heat's defense. Um, he's familiar with the Miami Heat do things, as you mentioned, his brother, Darrell, which I said, you know, <laughs> flawlessly on the first chance. Um, is a you know, has been a part of the Miami Heat organization, so he knows how things are done. Um, I think he's going to come in hungry. I think he's going to come in ready to play a role. And when you think about a guy like Jay Rich, who's going to be out um, for a while with the shoulder, when you think about, um, you know, Terry just having to get back into the swing of things, you hope that he's ready after all-star break, but who knows? Um, bringing in a guy like DeLon is going to help this Miami Heat team massively because when it comes to the playoffs and you need a guy to go out there and, you know, get some stops, a guy like DeLon is a guy who you could throw on uh, Damian Lillard and say, hey, go stop him a couple of times. He's a guy you could throw on Tyrese Max and say, hey, go give me some stops. He's a guy you could put on Tyrese Halliburton and be like, yo, you know what I mean? He's a guy you could put on, um, you know, Jalen Brunson. I mean, especially on Jalen Brunson with the size mismatch. I mean, when you're thinking about all of these things that you might encounter on your way to a potential Larry OB, um, I mean, DeLon Wright is a certain positive move. And I mean, you just can't encourage um the i mean you can't be you know any more encouraged by the miami heat making use of you know the back end of the transaction market at the parting ways with kyle Lowry um than you are right now with them bringing in exactly what they need of course it isn't another big but they found a way to go get a guard they found a way to go get more defense and they found a way to do it by also bringing in a guy with size so um you love the move man you love the move championship type move Exactly. Alex, how about you? How are we feeling about Darrell Wright? I mean, DeLon Wright. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all good. That's that's Darrell's little brother. But like <laughs> I said, like we talked about a little bit before the pod, um, I absolutely love the move. He's um, he's a big, big combo guard. And honestly, he's a very, very um, almost elite, but very, very good point of attack defender. And he's a good playmaker as well. So there are going to be a bunch of different lineups that you can throw him out there for him to be able to guard the other team's best guard. Like um, Kay just named off a few guys that played a point guard um, or combo guard. And DeLon is going to be able to go out there and give them fits. Um, if we remember correctly, in the what was it, 2022 first round when he was with the Hawks, he gave Tyler everything that Tyler could handle. It's true. Literally, literally 
made Tyler look kind of silly. So now having that in our back pocket, like, and I mean, he can score the ball a little bit too. So he's not going to be a liability in regards to like how in that 2022 season, basically PJ Tucker couldn't even play late, late in games because teams just stopped guarding him and he wasn't even hitting shots anymore. DeLon, you have to guard him because DeLon can score. DeLon can put the ball in the basket on the floor and get to the basket. He can create for other guys, and he'll knock down an open shot. So I absolutely love it. It gives the Heat's guard rotation another actual guy who's comfortable at playing point guard, don't have to force Jaime or Jay Rich into that role. So it gives us a little bit more of an insurance, and I honestly do think he can help the rotation just like a Kevin Love did out out of that buyout market last season. 100%. And, you know, when you look at this move for the Heat, like, it gives me more confidence in the squad because, you know, we, you guys hit it right on the nose. I mean, DeLon, right, not only is he another guard you can add to our rotation, but he's a guy that's six foot five, and, you know, he's not the first six foot five player on this team, but to have that, someone of that height, you know, as your point guard, you know, coming off the bench, that's a great move for Miami. And like we mentioned, he's the guy you can put on a Jalen Brown. Even a Jalen Brunson, like you guys mentioned, you know, there's so many options out there that you have now with the guy like a DeLon Wright. So overall, this was just a great pickup for the Heat. And I mean, is there anything else you guys want to comment on when looking at what this does for Miami moving forward? No, nah, man, last thing I would say is just like, you know, what else Miami preaches multipleness, like Eric Spolstra, you know, always says he's a, he's another guy that when you think about everything he can do on offense, you know, as Alex mentioned, that you mentioned, Joel, shoot the ball, drive the ball, create for others, um, just play off ball, combo guard, be your lead guard, bring the ball up, you know, get you in your sets or whatever, whatever. And then, of course, everything he could do on defense from guarding one through three, you mentioned um, how he gave Tyler Fitz. I mean, just adds to the multipleness of this team, man, especially a team that we've already called one of the deepest. Um, exactly. Ayo, that was crazy, but you know <laughs> what I mean. So that's all. Right. So, you know, it's going to be fun, and we will talk about this team more and what lies ahead in a pod very soon, sometime next week. Before that um, first game post-All-Star break happens against New Orleans, so be on the lookout for that. We'll have more um to talk about near the end of the pod regarding what you can expect from us as we get into all-star break but aside from that man i feel like we hit on a lot before we get into this final topic real quick is there anything that y'all want to quickly mention because i do want to get into these all-star weekend events real quick so before is there anything that we're missing out on that you guys want to touch on nah man um I would say we pretty much covered the most important stuff. Say no, nothing I can think of right now. All right. So I just want to make sure that we don't forget anything. So now it's time to get into All-Star Weekend. To those who don't know, uh, you guys, let's see, tonight as we're recording this, uh, Jaime Hawkins is in the Rising Stars Challenge. I think he's on Team Pal, which is a team of him, Chet Holmgren from OKC, and then Victor Wembanyama, already a super team. And I can't wait to see him recruit them guys to come to Miami. It's going to be great when we recreate 2010 with those three guys. Um, then you have um, 
what's it called, All-Star Saturday night. Speaking of Jaime, he's going to be in the main event. We're talking about the dunk contest. And I know people saw this and was like, at least the NBA fans, not like Heat fans specifically. They looked at this and they questioned it for a bit. They didn't know what a guy like Jaime can do. Obviously, the dunk contest looks a little interesting because you have a guy who, in Jalen Brown, he's like the first um, all-star to make the dunk contest in a few years now. Um, I'm not really moved by him. I just think they reached out to him and it's like, hey, why not? Um, they should have Duncan throw a lob to Jaime just to scare him. Um, then after that, you have, uh, let's see, Mac McClung, the guy who won the dunk contest last year from the G League. He's there too, so I don't know. He might be the favorite to win it this year. They even went and got Obi Toppin's brother to join in on this too, I guess. So I guess now they're reaching out to siblings of some of the former dunk contest champions and being like, yo, you, you want to give this a try? So I, I ain't watch this game. Joe, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I do not watch these people's footage, all right? Jacob Toppin. Come on now. <laughs> I don't be watching Westchester Knicks highlights during my free time. So, but shout outs to the NBA for wanting to give the G League guys more opportunities. So, you know, good for them. But Jaime, I need you to go out there and cook because we know you're capable of it. Most of the highlights I've seen him dunking, like the ferocious ones, has been in that one clip that's went viral. I don't know the song name, but y'all know that little Latin song they got playing in the background while he does them dunks in high school and everything. So I don't know if he still got that in him as a 22-year-old man, but we'll find out real soon. Hopefully he does because I'm trying to see him pull the upset. Um, on I Saturday. think he recorded like a 38, 39-inch vert at the, uh, at the combine. Oh, okay. Sneaky so athletic. Does, okay, so he has a chance. All right, because come on, Jacob Toppin. I mean, like I said, they reaching out to – People's siblings now for this man. Like, hey, Jacob, hey, Jacob Topping got boy yo yoings too, though. Okay, I mean, I mean, I, I ain't saying he a good ball player, I'm saying he could jump in. I know, I know, but I know it's like I, I'm just kind of confused why all of a sudden because before you know, I'm just surprised that they didn't reach out to Derrick Jones Jr. brother yet. I don't know if he even if he even got a brother, but like, I'm sorry. Because they just now reaching out to anyone from the G. <laughs> I'm about to leave if you don't get serious. <laughs> if you don't get serious, I'm leaving. Hey, man. But overall, I do hope he can pull through with it. And then last but not least, Sunday night, we get to watch Bam Adebayo in the All-Star game. We don't know what the starting lineup is, but there is a good chance he might end up being the starter as a result of Joel Embiid's injury. So there is that, too. Overall, what are you guys looking forward to this All-Star Saturday night? We'll pass the mic to you, Alex. Um, to be totally honest, I think one of the, the – well, hopefully, obviously, I hope Jaime can do very well in the dunk contest. But I think the event that might end up being the most exciting is Steph shooting against Sabrina Unescu. And that little um, WNBA, NBA three-point shootout. I think that's going to be really fun. But as you can see below my name, for this weekend, I'm hoping that that Bam, one, gets to start in that spot that um, Joel Embiid will be in. And then, two, I'm hoping that he does what Anthony Davis did when they had the All-Star game. I think it was like in 2018 in New Orleans. And AD literally went out there and just ran the floor and dunked everything. 
And I think he's he scored like did he score over fifty? I think so. Yeah, I think he I like think he, I think he broke this. Yeah, I think he broke the scoring record in that game. I'm a I'm a try and do some research real quick when somebody else is talking. But um, but yeah. So as you can see, I'm looking for Bam to try and go out there and get that All Star MVP, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I mean, aside from the Joker, I mean, there ain't a lot of bigs that can really try to contain him like that. And because we know Giannis, what was he going to do? We already saw a preview of what he can do again. Well, he, I keep forgetting that it's conference versus conference now, so never mind. But, you know, he if he can still dunk on Giannis for the one time, even though they're teammates, that would be nice too. Because screw friendships at the end of the day. Anyways, and because mind you, this was the same guy that stole his best friend and kidnapped him to Milwaukee. He deserves to suffer. No offense, Giannis. Anyways, the mic is up to you, Kay. Well, what are you looking forward to this upcoming weekend? Look, man, the All-Star game and everything is cool, but I like competitive basketball. And I'm not saying it's not fun and a great watch, but I'm going to just be betting and using it for background noise while I'm drinking. I hope Bam, you know, get all the accolades. I hope Jaime win everything in. I hope every Celtics player ever loses everything that they're in. Um, and I just hope everybody get out of the weekend Amen. healthy. Amen. Amen to the right. Celtics losing. Mm-hmm. Is Joe Cronin in the All Star Celebrity Game? Because I'm trying to see him get crossed up. Um, no, no, they actually. Way. I no think way. it's. I, <laughs> I think last I heard of Joe Cronin, they were like missing posters, posted oh. him off. But that's neither here nor there. All right, I was kind of looking forward to. Hopefully, if we can get a game in Portland, we can see that. So I'm, I'm gonna keep my eye out. For you that. should put a call into his people. We might can get him on the pod. <laughs> Could you imagine that, bro? That's going to be something else, man. Having him talk about eliminating all that emotion or whatever, bro. Anyways, aside from that, y'all, we talked so much on today's episode. Is there any final words y'all want to share with the people before we wrap this up? Um. So, like I said, I was going to do, do a little quick research. So, AD scored 52 in 2017, not 2018. But I didn't even remember that. Uh, Jason Tatum broke that record last year and had 55. Of so, course he did. The stat padding. So, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, bam, go ahead and go score 56. Oh, yeah, especially because it's a, breaking a Celtics record, Celtics player's record, you have to. So do it for the one time, but... I don't know, because then Tatum's probably going to try not to pass him the ball because he don't want him to break that record. But shout out to Tatum, though, real quick, because he's the reason why now I got NBA League Pass for a whole year. So I can't say too much bad things about him because he went and scored me that. But aside from all of that, man, is there any final words or are we good to go? All right. I'm good. Okay, so with that being said, y'all, um, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Even though it's All-Star Weekend and we might not have a game to like a week from now, we're still going to keep the content going. Make sure to be on the lookout for a new Biscayne Breakdown. We should hopefully have that out by Monday. Kay and Dean will talk about um, this past All-Star Weekend along with everything Miami Heat. And then also we're going to have another pod before um, All-Star Break officially ends, so be on the lookout for that too. 
Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, bro. We get in there. We already halfway to a thousand, man. Let's get the job done. Hopefully by the end of the season we can hit one k. Aside from that, man, we, we we got a good season ahead of us. You know, we got the long right. The team looking good, and I honestly believe we might actually win a championship this year. That's why this name ain't changing now, or never will it be until the end of the season. That's when we change it to 2025. So with that all being said, man, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter, JoeKJacob underscore. Follow K on Twitter at K underscore said underscore K. Make sure to follow Alex on Twitter at underscore Coach Lewis one And aside from that, y'all, hit my music because we out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World Podcast.